0: Rush. Right. Welcome to Emotional Savvy, the Relationship Help Show. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. If you're ready to increase your confidence in conversations and conflict, deepen your self-awareness, expand your connectedness, and enrich your relationship with yourself and other humans you care about, and even those you wish you didn't, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this episode. I'm delighted that you're here because we're going to talk about something that we haven't spoken about before, and that are the differences between men and women's brains, and also between the way men and women are perceived in the world and are perceiving the world. My guest today is Robert Manny. We're going to be talking with him later. He is the podcast host of Guys Guys Radio, and he's written a book About differences uh, in guys' perception of things. Interesting interview. I'm sure you're going to want to hear every word of it, but I wanted to start today by talking a little bit about the actual research, what's really going on in the differences between men's and women's brains. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler and I know that you know that, but I just want to say I've done a lot of research into this. I don't do the original research, but I have done a lot of research in my time learning about these things. So I wanted to share the most recent things with you because you can go online and you can find out, some people will say, oh, there really are no differences. But the information that I'm bringing to you today is the most recent information from Stanford University. And I think that's a very, very reliable source. So when we're talking with Robert Manning, we're going to be talking about things cultural, the way things are in the world, what's happening in the news, how Me Too and all has affected this, and definitely that's things that are pertinent to emotional savvy. So we definitely want to be talking about this, and we want to be talking about contemporary men and what's going on and some of the things that have been said recently and the effects, as I said, of the Me Too movement. So this is an exciting show. It makes a difference for us to understand these things. So I just want to talk about the research a little bit. The findings have all been replicated in these studies, and therefore they I think we can consider them all to be factual. And they have been uh, reported in different studies to get the same results um not replicating the same study but looking at the same things with other studies and getting the same results so let's just think of a few things that are a little bit different between men and women's brains because we knew we know that there are behavioral differences between men and women in how they manage life and what they do and think and how they manage relationships which is really pertinent to emotional savvy so here's some findings this is all brain research, neuroscientific research, women excel in several measures of verbal ability, pretty much all of them, except for verbal analogies. Women's reading comprehension and writing ability consistently exceeds that of men on average. Comprehension, reading comprehension and writing ability exceeds that of men. They outperform men in tests of fine motor coordination and perceptual speed, and they're more adept at retrieving information from long-term memory. So I was speaking with a client this morning, and he says, my wife remembers everything, Every single fight, everything that was said, everything that goes on. Well, there's a reason for that. And I was telling him that, and I was kind of laughing as I was preparing for today's show, because that's exactly what we're talking about. There are actual brain studies that show that women are more adept at retrieving information from long-term memory. Now, men on average, kind of interesting, can more easily juggle items in working memory, they have superior vis, visuospatial skills so they're better at visualizing what happens when a complicated two or three dimensional shape is rotated in space that kind of thing they they deal with that better and so we begin to see how people can be attracted in certain ways to different kinds of careers and different interests by the way their brains are actually created and in the in the way of behavioral tendencies, women are twice as likely as men to experience clinical depression in their lifetime. Twice as likely. And likewise for post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, we don't often think of women having PTSD. But now that the research shows us, think about it. Women are much more likely to have clinical depression twice as likely and the same twice as likely to have ptsd and much of that goes undiagnosed particularly when there's been emotional and verbal violence in the home not to mention sexual and physical abuse and so that that's a really big finding that women are most likely to have ptsd more likely than men twice as likely and how many times is it actually bound to be the case or diagnosed in women it's certainly not as frequent as it is with men because we think about men having war situations women have them too but many times we don't recognize as women and i'm speaking for women in this case women don't recognize that they've actually had ptsd as readily and if you've been with a hijackal whether you're male or female women will be more likely to get what's called C post-traumatic stress disorder um, because of that. And men will will get it as well if they've had a hijackal experience with their partner. So some very, very big things there. Um, So men are twice as likely to become alcoholic or drug dependent than women. And men are 40% more likely to develop schizophrenia. Wow. Okay. Women are more likely to be depressed. Men are more likely to become alcoholic or drug dependent or have a tendency towards schizophrenia. And boys' dyslexia rate this was startling. Boys' dyslexia rate is perhaps 10 times that of girls. And boys are four or five times as likely to be diagnosed on the autism spectrum. So these are some significant things, and they have real impact as the brain gets older. Because as we've spoken of on the program, the brain continues to grow until we're 25 to to, uh, come into its final shape. And so many, many factors engage with these differences in the brain So um, brain imaging studies indicate that there are definitely differences that are adjusted for total brain size. So men's brains are bigger than women's, but a woman's hippocampus, which is critical to learning and memorization, is larger than a man's, but it works differently. And conversely, a man's amygdala, which is associated with experiencing emotions and collection of experience, a man's amygdala is bigger than a woman's, but it too works differently than women's. So, in mean, just so many things that just perceiving the world, the way we go around in the world, the way that our brain takes in information and knows what to do with it, makes a huge difference when we're looking at how we perceive things that go on in relationships. So there's a few discoveries that um, should kind of wake us up. Um, Women, it's known, retain stronger, more vivid memories of emotional events than men do, and they recall emotional memories more quickly, and the ones they recall are richer and more intense. So like my client this morning, he was saying, his wife remembers everything that had a high emotional value, every fight, every distress that they had. So that's important to recognize that that could be going on. And when you form an intimate relationship, an emotionally intimate relationship, and you know these things, wouldn't it be wise to start putting your heads together and realize that when each of you express what's going on for you, each of you comes to the the table with different functions, different perceptions, that you would have a richer, clearer vision of what's going on if you would communicate well. I think these things are extremely important, and I know that my guest has a lot to say about that. So we're going to move on to the interview portion. You know, if you want to talk with me more about what's going on in your life, or your relationship, remember you can do that at forrelationshiphelp.com. F-O-R relationship H-E-L-P dot com. And if you're looking for support, you'd like to be part of my membership program. You'll find that at forrelationshiphelp.com slash circles. Don't be worried. The uh, discussion forums and everything that keep you safely off social media, but work in the same way as social media, they're available to you. Plus my 21 Steps to Empowered Emotional Savvy Home Study Program, brought to you through email for 47 days Those things are available for $5 a month. So I'm not talking about a lot, but it's what it costs to keep the website up and running and make sure everything is safe for you. So without further ado, let's move on and talk to our guest today, Robert Manny from New York, and I will introduce him more fully in the next segment. Until we talk, please visit my YouTube channel. Know that on Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific time, every week we have a program that I produce called The Doctor Is In. Love to have you there. You can type to me your questions and I'll answer them. So go to YouTube. The channel is called For Relationship Help. And look for The Doctor Is In on Monday evenings at 6 p.m. So much to talk about. I think you're going to really enjoy today's show. So let's proceed. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm excited that you're here. If you're joining me for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. There's lots for you here, look back at past episodes. If you've been with me for a while, I'm so glad you're back. It means you're finding value, and I hope you'll share it with your friends because they might need this value too. Today, I'm excited to have a colleague of mine from yourtango.com, and his name is Robert Manny. Welcome to the program, Robert.
1: Welcome, Roberta. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Oh, I'm excited that you're here. It's always fun when I can interview a colleague in a different format, as opposed to being another person who is working in mental health services, but to work with somebody who's a colleague on another platform. So you can find Robert and I at yourtango.com, where we're both relationship experts featured there. And he has a very interesting perspective because he has a podcast and it's called Guys Guy Radio. I got big questions about that. I bet you have too. So let me tell you a little bit about Robert. He is the host of Guys Guys Radio. He's featured on Blog Talk Radio and of course available wherever you love to get your podcast. So remember the name of the show, Guys Guy Radio and this weekly podcast features relationship coaches entertainers authors wellness experts spiritual teachers sports personalities anybody who's really interested in him and his topics and guy's guy's topics so that makes sense doesn't it you can find him at robertmanni.com, robert m a n n i .com and he has a syndicated blog and it's called on life love and the pursuit of happiness He's well-respected in the field and has appeared in many, many places. So you're going to want to follow up on Robert. So go to robertmanny.com, Robert, icom And so let's talk a little bit about the thing that's on the top of my mind, and it might be on the top of everyone else's too, is how is a guy's guy different from a guy?
1: Okay. Uh, well, a guy's guy is really a, an updated version of a, a man's man, but in the best sense of the word, he's, Um, It's not like a macho man and the woman's in the kitchen and the bedroom. It's much different than that. It's about being today's contemporary man, being uh, casually confident, uh, having strength, but an unassuming strength, seductive type of integrity. Integrity is very important. Uh, Emotional intelligence uh, style, have timeless style, and also be open to have a a lot of fun. So it's a, a guy who's comfortable in his own skin, the type of guy that other guys like, and want to hang with and also that women like and respect.
0: Okay, and how about the other side of that equation? Kind of guy that women like and women respect, but is a guy's guy a guy who really understands how to be in a great relationship with women?
1: Well, I think a guy's guy would uh, be open to learning, always open to learning more and more. He's not an expert, but he's a student, as we all are.
0: Mm So I hear you talking about a fellow who's open mm-hmm. and he's not stuck in some behavior patterns or expectations but is willing to have an open mind and an open heart. Uh yeah. Mhm. And he's interested in in many many topics. He's not just caught up in the football and cars paradigm. Exactly, right. <laughs> right. So he has he has a whole lot that he is uh, intrigued about willing to learn about so I love that definition Robert what led you to talk about that
1: um, I just have felt and it was a, a kind of an inspiration for my novel the guy's guy's guide to love and I know we'll get into that but um, I just saw uh, that there was a chasm my background is in advertising and marketing in the advertising business and media you see a lot of uh, kind of leading-edge what's going on out there socially and culturally And I just found that there was a chasm, a a growing chasm in communication between men and women, where women have been on a straight line, a straight trajectory to finally getting long overdue recognition for all the wonderful things they've been doing. And meanwhile, for guys, they're at a little bit of a crossroads because although, in my opinion, it's never been a better time to be a man because uh, this is a time where men can be anything they want to be, it's also a time where it's never been less clear who men really are
0: that's fascinating because we're we're kind of looking at extremes often people are drawing us to the extremes you know like i think this whole thing that we just went through without mentioning any names that that the me too movement and time's up and things uh, is some kind of assault on men now what do you think about that
1: oh I, I i don't think it's an assault by any means and i think you know listen human nature is some people are going to pile on and they're going to They're going to take out some of their some women will take out some of their frustrations and say, "Okay, now it's our turn to really uh, lay it on to the guys. And fine. If you're a man, what you need to do right now, in my opinion, is to listen, because these are things that have been happening for too long. And uh, if you again, if you're a real man and you're a guy's guy and you're authentic and you're doing the right thing and you're respectful to women, respectful to yourself and to others, you have nothing to really worry about. Now, of course, people get accused sometimes of doing things that they haven't done from both sides. So, you know, it's not to be, you're not gonna be just somebody to get walked over. You have to stand up for your rights. Uh, However, um, let's face it, um, women have not been treated fairly over the years. They're getting recognition now. It's a great thing. And as I keep saying, it's never been a better time to be a man. If you're a good man, it's never been a better time because women are there uh, to partner with you. They can take a lot of the stress and uh, pressure off you. They can do most of the things that men do or men usually have been uh, put on men to do. They, they're, of course they're as capable as men in every way, but they're now taking on a lot of the traditional roles that men have had in the past. I know for myself, I went from president of an ad agency and now my wife's working full time. I'm building my own brand, but I take my son, he's five. I take him to school in the morning at eight o'clock. I pick him up at 5.30 and I, I've had the, it's been a blessing to go from the top of the corporate world to, uh, to a different type of lifestyle where I have a five-year-old being my greatest teacher now.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that you probably would agree that you are more actively sharing in life together with your partner because their separation of roles is beginning to have so much crossover. So you can have a delightful time engaging with your son and you can have the life that you want and she can do what it suits best for the family and her too. So nobody has to suffer. We can create things. One of the things I say so frequently, Robert, is that there are three hallmarks of a healthy relationship any relationship whether it's a romantic one or one with our parents or one at work with friends if your relationship doesn't have equality reciprocity and mutuality it's not going to go anywhere good for very long
1: Mm -hmm. I agree that's uh, well stated
0: so I think that's what you're discussing is hey there's this whole world of possibilities now because of this time that we're at In our history and in our current events that says ah all right we're all fully functioning capable adults well at least we hope we are and that we can emotionally shift and have greater EQ if we want to and in the doing of that we can reconstruct our relationships or reconfigure them or at least rethink them to get that equality reciprocity and mutuality
1: yeah um Every situation is different. And um, I think that's something that we all need to be aware of. But again, today's the type of time where men can be whoever they want to be. It's never been a better time for that. And yet it's never been more unclear as to who they are. So in my particular situation, uh, and every, every relationship is different. My wife would rather that I was out there still working and she was at home with our kid and uh, that's okay. But what we've done is she's supported me. You want to follow this dream? you go for it. She's got two masters. She's got a great career. She says, I'll do this. And, um, and I I socked a lot of money away from my career. And, uh, so we're taking a chance on doing it. And it, you know, sometimes there's, there's always going to be some disagreements or whose role is this or who role is that. But you have to be, I think the key word is, is open and to realize that, okay, just because you used to do things one way, doesn't mean you always have to do things the exact same way. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I go to, uh, I'll go to some of the events. Like they'll say, "Okay, come to school," and then there's going to be a little uh, celebration for the ho- for Thanksgiving, and you stay there for an extra hour, and people have coffee and stuff. Well, thirty percent of the parents there are are guys now, and I don't think that was the case probably even twenty years ago. And um, and it, I always thought like, "Oh, I'll be real popular because I'm a guy doing this." No, 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 it's not like that at all. It's just like anything else. It is it is what it is. You just show up. There's people. And you do your thing and you make your connections and you know, everybody has a different life and we have to be fluid nowadays and uh you have to be respectful for your of your partner and uh just have a grasp on what the goal is, how you can provide the best life for each other and also if we have children. So that's what we're doing. Forgive, uh, what... the, forgive the uh ambulance in the background. I live in New York City and we get that quite frequently when you're in a path to one of the big hospitals.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's lots of things you have to get used to when you're in in, in that city. Um, Even the dogs, you know, I was kind of shocked the way they handle dogs on sidewalks in New York. So um, no problem with the ambulance, but I want to go back and revisit a little piece that you said about your wife kind of in passing that she didn't really want to go out in the world, but she was willing to support you. For those people who have those difficult conversations, either they're having them now or they're coming up, how long did it take you to going back and forth and making the best decision for your family and your relationship at this time?
1: Well, I've always, uh, you know, when we got together, I was the president of an ad agency. And uh, since then, I've been doing different business jobs in my traditional role. Um, But recently, I've decided I want to follow something uh, all the way, and she's been working the whole time. And she's kind of worked her way up the food chain at the Department of Education. Um, So she's got a good, she's got a good career and Mm -hmm. uh, she just needs to put a little bit more time in there. So we're okay for right now, long-term, she has other goals and aspirations, but she's not, um, she's working towards them. Everything's cool. We haven't had money issues, which can, you know, change things drastically. Fortunately, I was smart when I was working corporately. And um, so I've had the opportunity to do this. Additionally, uh, about four years ago, I had a surprise diagnosis where I was out running and I I had to come home and I felt very, I had unbelievable pain in my side and I went in and uh, I got a uh, kind of checked out and I had a kidney stone, but I also had a growth in each kidney. uh, I had to have, I had to go into robotic surgery. So it changed my life in that um, something that you, who thinks about their kidneys? Like nobody. And then I had to, for the first time in my life, uh, stare into the abyss and not know what would happen. And that kind of put me on a different path and reassessing what was important, what was not as important. And I actually feel my corporate career made me get sick because it was so stressful and toxic.
0: Oh, I absolutely would agree with you, Robert. I used to own a holistic health and yoga retreat where I had my private practice as well with my clients. and. So, that connection that mind-body connection is so powerful and when you're putting your body on hold all the time in order to do something else or to jump to somebody else's uh, needs or wants or the demand of the market you get further and further on the back burner and finally your body says hey listen here here and then it may be a long recovery, which it wouldn't have been if you'd noticed what were the prevailing factors that were leading you in that direction.
1: Um, I had, to, had a chance to do a lot of self-assessment. I went through Ayurvedic uh, protocols also, as well as Western. Um, my wife, is a, she's a yoga, uh, she's a yoga um, teacher teacher. She teaches yoga teachers. And so she has the right mindset for me, and she's been a great teacher for me. Now, we both take spiritual enfoldment classes. We do a lot of things to work on ourselves. I interview all these wonderful people. I can't wait to interview you on my show. And a lot of people think, oh, Guys Guys Radio is going to be, you know, football and beer and babes. And uh, there's nothing wrong with any of those things, let me tell you. But it's much more than that because I believe nowadays that uh, there's so much seeking going on where there's a lot of people, particularly boomers, who are asking themselves, is there more than this? What else can I do? what else do I need to know about? Is it just the paycheck and the mortgage and the taxes and then I burn out and then they kick me out the door and pay somebody half as much who's half my age? And I see a lot of people going through that now. And I'm fortunately, I was ahead of the curve and now I'm in much better shape and a much better person having gone through this kind of journey of five years it's been now. And it's, uh, and I'm just getting started. I, mean, I never have felt better and I've never been healthier either. either.
0: No, well, a wake-up call when it comes early is such a blessing, yes. and sometimes we don't realize what a blessing it is, because it seems to be interrupting our flow, <laughs> but that's the exact reason why it is a good idea, and it is a blessing. I studied Ayurveda for a very long time, so I'm really happy to hear that. Um, I'm a yoga ceremony in the Shivananda tradition, and I've been doing yoga for 50 years, wow. so yeah. I started very young. It was very, very interesting to me and and always has been. And all aspects of yoga. Um, You know, while we're talking about yoga, let's everybody realize that going to yoga class is hatha yoga. It's only one of the eight paths. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of the eight paths of Raja Yoga. But we need the meditation, we need the pranayama, the breathing, we need the concentration, we need all of those parts. And when you actually understand how that allows you to have a full, rich life, taking care of all the elements in your life, uh, then Ayurveda and Ayurvedic ideas really resonate with you. So I'm happy to hear about that. Maybe we could talk about that sometime too but you know having a moment where the universe hits you up the side of the head with the two by four and says hey you know pay attention the path you're on may not be the best for you yes. is a blessing and yes, mm-hmm.
1: I was laying in my on, on the floor I remember I was fourth of July weekend I was in more pain than I've ever been in my entire life and I was staring out my corner of my eye and I saw my son he was one year old at the time and I told my wife take him for a walk or something. I don't want him to see me like this. Uh, And I decided at that point that things were going to change. And uh, they did.
0: Yeah, well, that was very, very wise of you in the moment, too, because it's not we want to protect our children from things, but at different levels of brain development, children take things in differently and things can scare them. And so your mortality or you're not being... The person who allows them to survive is something that scares little children. So that, that was very conscious of you to do that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. For sure. So once you began the journey of recovery and you recognized that maybe your calling was different than you thought, um, what happened to you and your colleagues from the ad agency? What kinds of perceptions changed or how did your relationship change if they did at all?
1: You know that's a great question. I was actually thinking about that. Um, I, I found that I have found that I drifted further and further away. I stay. I, I was pursuing some other opportunities in advertising, and then I decided I, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in this business right now. And something came to me where there's an equity position in manufacturing, making a product. I'm talking to some some people there now, and actually as recently as yesterday, they basically we've been negotiating for a couple of years. They said you can have the whole project. You nice. fit it in the way you want, and it would be a, a commodity type of product that could be fantastic. So, by kind of letting go and taking the chance, yeah. uh, wonderful opportunities have have come about. And the same thing with my with my podcast. We were talking earlier before the show. Um, I had a healer uh, who worked with me uh, through Skype and did a wonderful job. And I had uh, when I got better from one thing. My doctor said, oh, but look at your PSA number. Now it's spiked up. You could have a problem there. And I said, I don't have a problem there. He's like, how do you know? I said, I just know. And I went and I worked with this healer who was a guest on my show. And I went back and I had a test done and my numbers were 400% lower. Uh. 400%. So what's happened to answer your question, I forgive me for kind of going off the path a little bit. I have fattened myself distancing myself uh, not on, not, not intentionally just when I'm with people who are from the ad business and friends, cause I go, I still stay in a fantasy football league. I see their level of anxiety. I feel their level of anxiety. They're not sure what to make of me at first. They would challenge me and they say, Oh guys, guy, a guy's guy. Wouldn't do that. A man's man wouldn't do that. And now after it's a couple of years now, they don't say anything. I know that they see that I'm, what I'm doing is something I believe in. And when you do things that you believe in, it, uh, people can pick up on that.
0: So and do, it do it, they envy you? Sorry, do I they envy you? <laughs>
1: I, have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, some of them, one was like, well, you're not in advertising anymore. So what, who, what do you care what you, who cares what you think about that?
0: that uh, type of
1: thing? You know, so you're gonna get a little bit of everything and I can't use my psychic energy being concerned about what they think of me, but I can only perceive what I'm picking up from what I feel And I actually feel the last time I got together with a a bunch of guys for our season this year, I actually felt it was very different. The vibe was good.
0: Oh, good. How about women in advertising? Did they understand it better? Yes, absolutely.
1: They are, uh, you know, there's still, it's a business where, you know, you want to ride the hot horse. uh, And um, if you're not the hot horse, you get forgotten very quickly because it's such a fast paced business that people don't have time for you basically. And it's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not them like not liking you. It's just, they're so busy and there's so many details going on in their mind that they, they really, they just have to keep going. And I totally respect that. I don't expect them to go out of their way from me, but, um, the women of course have been a lot more, um, they, they, they haven't been questioning or challenging or anything like that.
0: No, they get it. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I know that a little bit about that world that you were in because I was acting general manager of a media company down wow. um, down in Tri- Tribeca, okay. and so I do know. <laughs> I do know. Pardon? Yes, it was quite <laughs> something. Um, all right, so let's talk about your book. It's right. a novel. And it's called The Guys Guide. The Guys Guys Guide to Love. <laughs> So that's kind of fun um, what caused you to do this and why is it called the Men's side of sex in the city.
1: Well um, Okay, so I was inspired to write the book because I noticed that it was my second uh, attempt at a novel the first one I wrote about uh, a startup and I kind of people read it said, oh, that's you and I'm like, okay I better write another book. So I wrote another one and this one I put myself in third person and I divided myself into three characters and then use composites composites of other people uh, for the characters. And I wanted to really show women, uh, give them a peek under the tent as to the world of men that they don't see. And uh, the bottom line is, it's not that bad. And uh, I think I wanted women to be able to see that, that there is another side to guys, and, but guys roll a different way. My two guys, that's uh, like Sex in the City, because um, it's about two guys competing for love, sex, power, and money and advertising, but it's not for guys going out for uh, cosmopolitans because that's not how guys roll. Most men are lone wolves and kind of do their own thing and they get together with their friends, but unless it's something extreme, they don't share that much about their feelings. If they're going to get a divorce, yes. If they got fired from their job, yes. If something, they're going to buy a house, yes. But milestone events. Otherwise there's not too much sharing. You, You go to a bar, you drink your beer, you look, look up at the screen for the score of the game, whatever, and you keep, chatting about different things, but um, it's a little bit different than the four ladies from Sex and the City. Dan Wakefield, who wrote the book New York in the 50s, and also Starting Over, which became a movie with Candace Bergen and uh, Burt Reynolds, he's the one who called my book The Male Sex in the City.
0: Ah,
1: yeah. I, uh, like anything in life, um, if you reach out to people, you know, many times you're surprised. I sent them a copy of my manuscript. I said, I love your work because Starting Over was one of my favorite books, and uh, he was very appreciative and as such a gentleman, and he said, I'm going to read your book. And then he wrote back, he said, I'm going to give you a blur before the book was even published. And uh, so I was thrilled by that. And I took that as a good sign.
0: Oh, I think it is a very good sign, first of all, that the way that you worded your letter probably captured the attention and good intentions and that uh, engaged them uh, down enough to want to respond in such a positive way. Um, I like the, the featured login that you have, the log line, as you call it, to the book, The Guy's, Guy's Guide to Love, an honest but ambitious and executive discovers corruption is the key to success, and embarks on a quote-unquote dishonesty safari to learn how to lie, cheat, and scheme his way to love and money. Wow, (laughs) that sounds pretty hijackly. Uh, (laughs) So we've got a lot to talk about when we talk about um, things on your show because anybody who's going to lie, cheat, and scheme their way to love and money is definitely on the path to becoming or behaving like a hijackle if they're not one. Right. So that'll be a great interest. So I'll have to read your book, Robert, so we'll that send we can. Thank you so much. I love that. So this is exciting. It's exciting on many fronts because I think you're a forerunner describing how things have changed and how things are changing and helping people be open to that change, particularly men, but men and women. Because we need to know men are changing. We need to know what it looks like and sounds like and seems like from the male side of things. It's because we're a little more outspoken about how it's changing from our side of things. <laughs> and we're much more readily going to talk about our feelings about things. So we need that information from your side. So I think that's fascinating. And as a blogger, um, you've got so much... I. Of course, what a great line on love, life and love life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Just can't imagine where you got that idea from. And, <laughs> and um, you've you've really been quite successful with that, appearing on NBC and in different places across the um, media world. How are people receiving this information in light of what I was just saying?
1: Well, it's interesting because the book is called the guy's guy's guide to love and it's really uh, the, that's the title of a column that the main character in the book writes about ah,
0: okay. it's
1: called the guy's guy's guide to love so within the book there's seven columns that he writes and he goes through this arc of kind of uh, he, he he doesn't want to write the book he decide write the column he decides he writes the column because he has a friend who's a womanizer kind of a likable womanizer who oversteps his boundaries And needs to find his comeuppance is he decides i'm going to write the book the column about him so he starts writing his column the guy's guy's guide to love and then the roles reverse and um you see the different sides of men and so i started writing uh from my website a blog on life love and the pursuit of happiness because i want to write about relationships and kind of write about some of the issues from the book but also i want to get I want to expand beyond dating because not that there's anything wrong with that being a specialty. I didn't think that was my real specialty. So I want to expand it to have some uh, experiential things there and also be able to, uh, I'll put quote, uh, guide or teach or advise. I think our very special millennial gen- generation has often been um, mis- mis- uh, represented and have been uh, unfortunately blamed for things that weren't of their doing. They're being uh giving uh, blame for a world that they did not create. They didn't give themselves participation trophies. You know, we did. So uh, I wanted to put something out there for them. So what happened was life started to imitate art. And then I from there, I developed Guys Guys Radio, and I started interviewing basically just relationship experts. And then we expanded that because I started getting um, publicists sending me wellness experts, uh, entertainment people, spiritual people, channelers, psychics, wellness experts. And uh, so I just kept going, figured, you know what, this is this whole thing, the blog, the podcast, the movement, it's all to help seekers to put things in front of people that they don't have time on their own to look for. And then they can decide, hey, I agree with this. I don't agree with that. I'm going to put this into my, you know, daily routine, or I'm going to stop doing this or whatever. So it's just to help people.
0: I love that, and as I said earlier, I think it's very proactive, very timely, very important to have right now, so people can go and listen to Robert's show. I mean, absolutely make sure you go there. Um, You want to go to um, the uh, Guy's Guy Radio, and will they find the link to that on your website, Robert? Yeah, yeah.
1: and there's a link to all the podcasts. It's 333 podcasts. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn and Blog Talk Radio.
0: Right, and remember that I've already given you the URL, but be sure that you take note of it, Robertmanny.com, Robert, M-A-N-N-I.com. There, he has a blog, you want to definitely be looking at the blog. Kind of fascinated, are you gonna play the Carrie Bradshaw character if this becomes uh, a screenplay? <laughs> you
1: know what, uh, none of the characters are really, I do have a screenplay, the log line you read, Roberta, uh, is from the uh, screenplay. And I've been out uh, in LA pitching, I have a TV series also because a lot of people said, you know, this book makes for good TV. I'm in touch with some of the companies. So we'll see.
0: Okay, great. So I have a big question for you to end our time together today, Robert. Maybe we'll talk again. And that question is, what do you think the most important thing or things that women need to know that men now know that you want women to know about?
1: give me that again
0: (laughs) (laughs) what do you want women to realize that men are thinking about that they may not realize men are thinking about right now
1: i think uh men actually want women to win and we want to be partners and most men are looking for a relationship they just don't know how to articulate that from verbally or by their behavior but ultimately they there's a lot of comfort for men in having a one-on-one relationship they know that it allows them to grow there's a trust level there that's really good. You can be more intimate going out with one woman than you can be going out with ten women um, if you do it the right. If you have the right woman. So I think um, women need to know that men are really, you know, put the bravado aside, put the sometimes arrogance aside. There's a little boy behind there who uh, really wants to have fun and be your friend.
0: Beautifully said. I can't add anything to that except that you definitely want to be listening to Robert. You see, he's got insight. So thank you for being with me, Robert. Thank you,
1: doctor.
0: And remember, everybody, Robert m a n n I.com, Listen to his podcast, Guy's Guy Radio. Read his novel, Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. <laughs> it's so hard to say, but so worthwhile. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. You can always find me at 4forrelationshiphelp.com. And I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you'll join me next time. Always interesting guests. And we'll talk soon. Take good care. Thanks for being here for today's episode of Emotional Savvy. If you want to deepen your emotional savvy, make shifts in your relationships, and enjoy life and relationships more, work with me, Dr. Roberta Shaler Get my books, enjoy my courses, or work with me directly. You can do that by visiting forrelationshiphelp.com. F-O-R, relationship, hel and subscribe to Tips for Relationships now. Don't miss a thing. Be empowered this week with more emotional savvy.